it on a fountain pen. Just make sure I turn it the right way. Um, tonight I want to bring you a, a word that uh, it's out of the book of Psalms. As I was kind of looking through Psalms, I run across this. It's in uh, Psalms chapter 40. And this is about David. Uh, it's entitled A New Song. Uh, you know, what, I think that's probably one of the best ways to show our Christian life is by the new song we sing. And I'll say, what do you mean a new song? Whatever, and we'll see here in, in just a minute in this song, but whatever, David went through a lot of the things that he went through and God touched him and brought him through them and, and even healed his body and did a lot of things for David. David said he had a new song in his heart things that God had done, David wanted to sing the new song. He wanted to give God praise. He wanted to give God glory for everything that God had done for him. And you know, I think that's something there. Whenever God does something in our life, we ought to have a new song. I mean, you know, it's, it's a new feeling, a new experience of what God has done. And uh, this song here, it starts out, it's a song of redemption. Uh, I'm going to read Psalms uh, chapter 40, verse 1 through 4. And this is David. And he's come before God. You know, David made a lot of mistakes. David didn't. He just like us. It seemed like every time he turned around, he was getting into some kind of trouble. He would have problems. Things were rising in his life. And as long as we got an enemy out there, we are going to have this daily. And God knows this. And God has made provision for us to come to him talk to him through prayer, through, through, through giving him glory. You know, have you ever just been going through some stuff and, and, and not wait for everything to pass, but as you're going through some difficult times, have you ever thought you started just praising God? You know, it's okay to praise him when we're going through a storm. And usually when we're praising him and we're going through things, we get through them, and God has just really touched us and it's made a difference in our life that we know with God that walked with us and touched us and was there. And this is kind of what David is doing here. Here in, in, in Psalms 40, verses 1 through 4, this is David talking. <clears throat> he says, I waited patiently for the Lord. Now that is something that probably most of us don't have is patience. We want it. Come on, God, I need it done. I need it, I need it now. Well, Sometimes God's got a time plan, and it's going to be in his time, not ours, and we have to understand that. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, or, or he leaned down, and he got close to me so he could really hear me talk to him. He, and he heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet up on a rock and established my goings. In other words, he's, he established his walking with David. He said he brought him out of a horrible pit. We're going to look at something in a minute and say, what do you think that pit might have been? What do you think David might have been going through that he considered a pit? A pit is a trap. You know, you dig pits to catch wild animals and stuff like that. Well, that's what David's referring to. It was like a trap that the devil and the, and had set for him. He says, here in verse 3 says, And he, God, has put a new song 
in my mouth, even praise unto God. Many shall see it and fear as shall trust in the Lord. You know, when you've got something to really be praiseful about, to thank God for it, people can't help but notice a change in you. It's just like they see that new song that's in you that God has placed in you. They see the things that God has done. They see a difference in you. And that is one thing that whenever God makes a difference in your life, that we need to praise Him, give Him glory, tell somebody, hey, let me tell you what God did for me today. You'd be surprised how, how you can change your life. Maybe somebody's going through something similar to what you're going through. But they hear this. I need God in my life. I need what this person has in my life. I need to be more like them. And you'd be surprised. Sometimes your testimony and what you can say to somebody can change their whole life. It can get them in church. It can get them serving God. It's, it's, it's amazing as to what a witness can do. And we should all be witnesses for God and His glory and what He's done for us. He's done something for every person in here. I guarantee He has. And you've got a testimony in your heart, and there's times you need to give that testimony and tell them. That's what David's doing. I want to tell everybody what God has done for me, how He has helped me, how He has brought me through this terrible pit, how He got me out of it. I was in that miry, miry, deep clay. I couldn't get out of that. But God came. He picked me up and he set me on the solid rock. You know what the solid rock is? That's Jesus Christ. He is the solid rock. He is the rock of your life if you know him and have him in your life. And uh, he says, here in verse 4, Blessed is the man that makes the Lord his trust. That you really trust and put your faith and your trust in God to take care of the problem that you're going to go through. You know, Jesus told us in this life and in this world, you will have tribulation. You are going to have problems. He said, I had problems, you're going to have them. Simply for one, no other reason is because you're serving me, you're walking with me, and the devil don't like it. He's going to create things in your life that's going to try to turn you against me. So you will have tribulation, but I have overcome it. So Jesus has already overcome the devil. The devil is defeated. Now we, through our faith, our belief, our testimony, and, I, and through the blood of Jesus, we overcome the devil and Satan. And, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, 40, it's really a song of celebration for God's goodness and his deliverance. That's what David was doing. He was thanking God and praising him for his delivering him, but not only that, but for the goodness that God is. God is good. God is good. He's full of love. God is love. And the things that he does in our life, we should be able to always tell that God is there just by what we feel. And uh, we can see from the verses there that we just read that at some point in David's life that he described that he was in a horrible pit. Now, what David was going through, we're not really sure. I've got some things here that... Uh, Many think that, that the pit David was talking about was when Saul was after him and tried to kill him. You know, Saul chased David and chased David. Saul got so tired. He was so jealous of David because people were praising David after his victories and things. You know, they were saying, David has killed his ten thousands and Saul has killed his thousands. So Saul became jealous of David because they were praising 
uh, David wants to open his place in King Saul. And he wanted to get rid of David. And he, he chased David all over trying to kill him. But you know, God's hand was always on David. Always on David. God's hand was on him. He was watching out for him. Saul could not touch him. And you know, many in here tonight, God's hand is on you. Because you've got a devil out there after you. He wants you. But God says, no, because he and their they belong to me. So you've got a protector too, just like David did through God. You know, and um, and some think that, that, that David's pit he was talking about was when his son Absalom rebelled against him and tried to take his throne. And that was a sad time in David's life. At that, at that time when, when Absalom was trying to take David's throne, Absalom was killed. And one of David's men. Absalom, he had, his hair said was so long that down, way down by his back. But he was trying to escape from some of David's men. And as he was riding that horse and going through, his hair caught up in a tree branch. Pulled him off the horse. He was standing. And one of David's men came. And he, he killed Absalom simply because of what he was trying to do to his king, to David. David was very heartbroken. But they thought this here might be many think, well, no. It's when he had his affair with Bathsheba and all the things he went through with that. And, uh, you know, David finally, I guess, come to his senses. And after Nathan had talked to him, and then David finally repented. He came before God, asking God to forgive him, to restore him back to him. You know, even David said, David was so afraid, he said, please do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. David was so worried. David was really, he was spiritually, he just felt spiritually defeated because of, of his sin and what he was doing. And he was praying so hard that God would forgive him. And when David came before him and he prayed in honesty, God forgave him. He restored David back to where he was. And uh, so he restored David back spiritually. And David had a closer walk with God then than he'd ever had at any time in his life. And then next here we see in Psalms 40, I'm going to read verses uh, 11 through 13. This is where David is coming and he's asking God for forgiveness. He's, asked, he's asking God for his forgiveness and his mercy. Here in uh, verse 11, Psalms 40, verse 11, it says, Withhold not, he's talking to God, he's praying, he said, Withhold not your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. Keep me right, O God, before you. He says, Keep me walking before you, God. Don't let me sin. But keep my mind on you. Keep me doing what you want me to do, Lord. Keep me pure before you, Lord. And, and please, Lord, forgive my sins. And Lord, if I sin, forgive me. And but still walk with me. And then here in verse 12 it says, For many evils have compassed me, or many evils have circled around me. 
said, and my iniquities have taken hold upon me, or my sins have just overcome me. You know, I guess probably God said if we say we have no sin, then we're not telling the truth. We all fall into sin at times. Not meaning to, not wanting to, but we do. We're human. And we make mistakes. But God said, when you make a mistake, come before me, confess that sin, and I will forgive you. And you find that over there in 1 John 1, 9. If we will confess our sins. And a confessing sin means confessing it with your heart. Being truly uh, repentful of what you did. He said, when, and, and when you confess your sins before me, I am faithful and just. And I will forgive you of those sins. So he's put it down in his word that if we are truly honest with God and come and ask Him for forgiveness, God will forgive us. And uh, here in... Uh, <clears throat> let me finish up here. Said, For many evils have, have compassed me. My iniquities have taken hold upon me so that I am not able to look up to you. I'm too ashamed to look at you, Lord. For my iniquities, they are more than the hairs of my head before my heart. It fails me. David said, I am so guilty, Lord, of the things that I do that my heart is beginning to fail me because I know that my sins, the iniquities of my life are not pleasing to you. But Lord, I come before you asking you to forgive me, to restore me, to put your hedge of protection around me, to keep the enemy away from me, Lord, that I may serve you the way you want me to serve you. You know, that's a good prayer for all of us to pray. Is that, Lord, put your hedge of protection around me. Keep me safe, Lord. Keep the devil away from me, Lord, that I may serve you like you want me to. That I may do the things that you want me to do. Because Satan's going to try to keep you from doing things for the Lord. And uh, he's going to try to make you ashamed of yourself and then saying... I am so wicked, I am so bad that I know that God can't forgive me. And many times people have left the church saying, I'm too wicked, I'm too... God can't forgive me, and God can forgive us. Just like He forgave David. We look back at David's life and all the things that David did, but yet, when David truly came to God and asked Him with his heart to forgive him, God immediately forgave David and restored him. Restored him back to what he was. You know, David, God loved David. He said, well, David is a man after my own heart. He loves the same things I do. They, God knew what David was going through and how, and, and how the devil was after him, trying to separate him and God. But God was there, and God's hand of protection was upon David. Just like his hand of protection is upon us when we come to him with a contrite heart, truly, truly wanting repentance for what we have done. They said, and then David finally he says here in verse 13, Lord, be pleased with what I have asked you. Oh Lord, deliver me. Oh Lord, make haste to help me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, make haste. Restore me back to where I may be that person you want me to be, where I may serve you. And regardless of what David's pit was, God delivered him. He brought him out of it. He set his foot upon the solid rock. 
and he, he saved David's life. David, probably many times, I've read an article one time where it says that, that David was so close to death because of his sin that he, that he began to think that there was no way that God would ever forgive him, that he could be of any service to God, or that he could do anything for God. But then David had an encounter. And, David, and God told David how much he loved David. David, if you'll come before me and confess those sins and confess them with your heart, truly meaning, David, I will forgive you. And then David said, when that got down in his spirit, he said he came before God, he confessed his sins, and what I like about what David said, he said, and I withheld nothing. I didn't hide nothing. I told God exactly what I'd done in my life, which he already knew. But David was getting rid of it and then after he confessed his sins to God, it was just like what we're talking about here. David had a new song. He could tell and sing that song of God's glory, God's praise. He praised God for his deliverance and everything that he did for him. And, uh, <clears throat> and here David writes again in Psalms 40.16. He says, Let all those that seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation continually say, the Lord is magnified. Oh, the Lord is made larger in my life. I, Lord, for all you've done, Lord, I want people to see how large and how great and how big you are. You know, God wants us to have him in our life so big and so great. Magnified means to enlarge. It's like a magnifying glass. When you use a magnifying glass, what does it do? It enlarges. Well, that's what God does. That's how David saw God as a great and a large God that was loving and caring and that he could come before him and he knew that God would forgive him and restore him. And we have to remember this too, that when we mess up, God wants to restore us. He wants us to come to him. We are his children. It's just like I've said and said before, when your children mess up, you want them to come to you and put their confidence and their hope in you, knowing that you love them and you're going to do all you can to, to help them to get through what they were, they were going through. And that's what David was doing. You know, here it says, God had delivered David from his pit, so David was rejoicing in the love of God for him. You know, that is something to rejoice in. When we know that God loves us and we go through things, we know that God loves us, and we should rejoice. We should be giving God praise right then and there. You know, most people say, well, when I see the results, then I'll thank and praise God. When God does what I ask Him, well, you know, God will probably come nearer doing what you won't do if you start praising Him and loving Him even before you see it happen. Because you're showing God your faith. God, I know you're going to do this, Lord. I trust in you. You are my God. I trust in you and I believe in your word. I have your promises. Lord, I'm standing on that promises and I know that you will keep your promise. And so when we get into a situation, start praising God for already getting you out of that situation, for healing you, for restoring you, for helping you to get through different things that you're going through. And uh, as we, I mean, you know, right now, as, as I've got a note here, I said, as we think back about our lives, maybe God has already delivered us from some out of a horrible pit. I bet you every person in here has been through something that you would consider a horrible pit. It was a circumstance you went through that 
You couldn't understand why you had to go through it, why you went through it, but you know it was God that brought you out of it. Well, that's what David's doing. He's saying, remember what God has done. Remember God's promises. And if God has made you a promise, you can count on it. Because He will do it. He will do it. And uh, so like David, we need to sing a brand new song for others to hear. Well, I'm talking about saying something. Give them your testimony. Tell them. Just start praising God. Let me tell you what my God does. He's just like he's put a whole new song in my heart. And I just want to sing out his praises and tell somebody what he's done for me. We don't do that enough. You know, I have asked, and I have, it hadn't, you haven't done it yet. Sunday mornings, if God has done something in your life, could you just probably say, hey, Bill, could I give a testimony of what God has done? And you don't know who you're helping in here. Maybe somebody is going through something similar to what you was going through. But when you give that testimony, and you say, let me tell you what God, my God has done, how He has healed me, how He has brought me out of a situation, how He has done this or how He has done that, and I know it was God. You could be very easily helping somebody else go through something that they're going through right now. You know, God says sometimes, it's over in Corinthians, but He says, that sometimes we go through things that we're put through certain situations so that we can help somebody else to go through that same thing. You know, you're so much better off to help somebody go through something if you've been through it. Because you know what they're going through. You know what to tell them. You know, to, well, let me tell you, I went through this very same thing, now let me tell you how God helped me. He said, I don't know if He'll help you like this. He may have a whole different way, but God will help you. But you can give them that testimony. And no matter what you can do in our life, just by letting them know what God has done in your life. And that you've got a new song and said, I want to sing to you my new song about what God has done. And that's what this was titled. A new song. Each one of us should have a new song in our life continually to give God praise. And uh, to give Him praise and give Him glory. You know, and then here in Psalms 43, listen to what David says. He said, for he, God, has put a new song in my mouth and praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Many will see what God has done in my life. They will hear me speak of God. They will reverence God. That's what this fear here means, is they will reverence God. They will worship God. They will honor God for what he, for he, what he has done. And they said, and here it says, and will trust in the Lord. That is one of the greatest things we can do is put our faith and our trust in God, knowing that He is going to help us, that He's going to bring us through things. See, that's what David did. He had his trust, his faith in God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lead not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge God, and He will direct your purpose. Psalms 3, 5-6. through I love that. But that's showing faith and trusting in God above all things. That's what David did. He was trusting God above anything that could come into his life. And I think we all should have a new song in our life daily because of what God has done, what He's going to do. And you need to give that praise and you need to sing that song to others and let them know what your God can do. What God can do what God can do. That is nothing impossible for God. 
He can do all things. Just trust Him, let Him do it, and then praise Him. But So anyway, I'm just going to close with that. But it's just that make God number one. Tell others, when God helps you, when He helps you through situations, if He heals your body, if He brings blessings in your life, tell somebody, just give me a minute, I'm going to tell you what my God has done. You'd be surprised, like I said, how you might be helping somebody else. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this night. Lord, thank you for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you do, Lord, in our lives. And Lord, when you come into our lives and you do things, Lord, let us tell others. Let us give you that praise and that glory that you so richly deserve. Lord, that maybe we can turn somebody to you. Maybe somebody will ask us questions. Well, what do you mean by being born again? Let us tell them, Lord, that we must be born again to reach heaven. Lord, there's so many questions out there and so many things that we could help people with. Lord, just give us that knowledge and give us that wisdom. Your wisdom, your knowledge, the knowledge of God, not of the world. So, Lord, we're just asking you to fill us full of your word and your knowledge that we may help others to know you better. So, Lord, we pray these things and we thank you for David's testimony. We thank you for your love for David. And, Lord, we thank you for your love for us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.